Welcome to Beyond My Beauty with Dr. Herod Ansa, a space where you belong and you are relevant. This podcast is here to equip and encourage you to experience God's love and share it with others. We understand the role of being a woman is full of blessings, challenges, and is often overwhelming. God encourages us to walk alongside one another for encouragement and to share His faithfulness. If you're ready to connect and deepen your relationship in Christ, we invite you to step back and let the Word of God refresh you no matter your age or season in life. Once again, welcome to Beyond My Beauty Podcast and let the journey begin. Today we are talking about the ugly word called rejection. Think about it, rejection. A a word where you know you do not belong. A word where you're told that you are an outcast. A place where you find yourself all lost or alone. A place where you find yourself that you do not fit in. Not because you do not fit in, but because people and situation have lied to you that you don't belong. We are going to go straight into the word of God. I hope that you are blessed and allow the power of God to take away the spirit of rejection from you. If you don't deal with it, it will take you out. So stay tuned. And let's see what the word of God talks about rejection and how you can begin to take hold of the spirit, deal with it and tell yourself that I'm free because the scripture talks, tells us that who the son of God sets free is free indeed. You are not rejected. You are accepted by a God that thinks the world of you. And today I am just about to reveal that to you. So let's go. Rejection. Um, you probably have your own definition of what rejection is. For me, it was in high school when I wanted to belong to a team of friends. They were the coolest people in school. Um, they seemed to have all the boys. They seemed to um, not do so much well in the academics, but they were just cool, if I may say. And I was a new immigrant that had just come to Canada. Of course, I had a thick accent. I didn't look the look. I didn't see you know, eye to eye with them. But I wanted to belong to that group. And of course, they play sports they were the cheerleaders and i couldn't even run if a dog was chasing me i would be the girl that would be caught because i just couldn't run i didn't do sports but i wanted to belong and there was something so profound about those people they seemed to know how to command attention in the school and there was something in me that was missing that drew me to that group now, when I, each time I, I made an attempt to be part of this group, somehow they make me know that I don't belong here. Not because of my accent, not because of the way I look, I simply will not fit in. Now that I look back and I reflect, I realize it was God keeping me away from the group because most of those members in that group went to jail. They never finished school. Um, they lived lives that were not honorable. So I really thank God I did not fit in. But in that time and in that particular moment, I really wanted to fit in. So I wanted to understand that rejection is based on how you see it. For many people, um, their parents have gone through a divorce and that has left a void in their lives. And as a result of that, they have said to themselves, I'm rejected. My mom didn't want me. My father didn't want me. My step-parent didn't want me. My family didn't want me. I ended up in friends' homes. I ended up on the streets. So whatever way you define rejection, I wanted to understand that rejection is a spirit sent from the pit of hell to steal, kill, and destroy your destiny. 
Let me say that again. Rejection is a spirit from hell sent by Satan, propagated by demons to kill, steal, and destroy your life. What does it steal? It's still your time. It's still your identity. It's still who you are. It's still everything that you have because it left you thinking that you have nothing. And that's what rejection does to you. Number two, what does it do? The, 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 one of the points of rejection is to kill you. Now, not physically kill you because only God can call you home when it is time, but it kills your dream because maybe you have a business partner that you were so excited to do business with and somehow, somehow they decided to walk away from you and the business never amounted to nothing. You feel rejected and that's how it kills your dream. And from there on, you don't want to even talk about business anymore. You don't want to do about anything to do with business. It steals from, what does it steal? It steals your time because think about it. For many of you, you spent almost 35 years thinking about the one guy that walked out on you. For many of you, you spent about 50 years thinking about what could have been had I been married to that person. Maybe you are not even thinking about relationship, but it steals your talents from you. Because you went to an audition and you danced and they told you, no, we cannot accept your dance. You stop dancing altogether. That's what rejection does to you. It steals, it kills, and it destroys. And if as a child of God, a believer or even unbeliever or someone that is listening to me for the first time, if you don't deal with the spirit of rejection, it would deal with you. Now, I want you to understand one good thing that when we go into the scriptures, and I'm going to read it to you, when you go into the scriptures, in the book of John chapter 15, verse 18, Jesus says something so profound. I want you to pay attention to it. What did Jesus say? He said, if the world hates you, let that sink in. If the world hates you, remember it first hated me. What does the Bible say? Jesus is telling us that if the world hated you, if the world rejected you, they rejected me first. I've been through it. I've gone through it. I've been hated. My disciples denied who I was. They said they didn't know me. Peter said he never knew me after I had walked with Peter for three years. Judas, the one that used to handle the money and the, and the financial aspects of Jesus' ministry, betrayed Jesus. Jesus' township, where he came from, couldn't even see him as a son of God. They said, you know, he's a carpenter, carpenter's son. Who is he? So Jesus is telling you and I that you are hated, you are rejected, you are not accepted because I went through it. But I went through the cross so that you will not be rejected. You will not be, be told that you don't belong because I have already accepted you. So I want you to keep that scripture in the back of your mind as I go through this series about rejection. Now, I wanted to also put something out there. Loving someone is a risk, period. Just choosing to be in a relationship with someone is a risk. It doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It could just be a friendship. That alone is a risk. You know why? Because you don't know the outcome of that relationship. So for many of you that are saying, I'm scared to go into a relationship, whether you're scared to go into it or eventually going to, you're still taking a risk. It is only the law that is able to sustain a relationship. That's why we saw people around me that listen, release your relationship to God. Let God take off your marriage. Let God take off the courting situation. Let God take off the friendship. Let God be the center of your business deals because he understands and he knows exactly how to maneuver that relationship. You don't, you, you don't, sometimes it's also a risk because you don't want to be rejected at the end of the relationship. Think about it. 
You don't want to be rejected at the end of the relationship. Now, you have to recognize that rejection comes from many sources and many roots. And your ability to sit back and say, where is this coming from? When did I first experience rejection? Did I experience it from my elementary school? Was it a secondary school? Was it in high school? Was it when I went to university? Was it my first job? Where did it come from? Was it when my parents got divorced? Was it my first relationship that I broke up with a guy or the guy broke up with me? Where did it come from? Your ability to recognize exactly where it came from will tell you and I and will determine how you are going to go back to the root cause of it to deal with rejection. One of the places um, that uh, rejection speaks is fear. Now you probably say, I'm not afraid of anything, but let me tell you something. Fear and rejection goes hand in hand. How so? Fear of rejection speaks like that. I don't care if you love me. I don't want to be in a relationship with you anyways. But what you're really saying is that I am afraid of being in a relationship with you because you may reject me. So what you're really saying is that I'm not going to commit to this relationship. I'm not even going to go in the, re in, the, in the relationship with you because there's a possibility that you will reject me. Why? Because I am afraid to be rejected because I've been rejected before. And that is the sound and the voice of someone that is dealing with rejection. Another way of, of rejection is self-protection. Because you've gone through rejection over and over, what you do is that you build a fence around your heart. And there's nothing wrong with guarding your heart. The Bible actually says that guard your heart because out of it flows issues of life. Things come out of your heart. So the Bible is actually telling us to guard our heart. But what we do is that we guard everything. No one can come in and no one can go out. And let me tell you something. When you get to the place where you guard your heart, where no one can come in, you also have to remember that your talents, your abilities, and your goodness cannot come out because there's a wall. So you now want to say to God, God, I want to release my heart to you. I want to do your will. I want you to lead me. I hope that was clear. The other way you tell people that you are afraid of rejection is that before you reject me, I'm going to reject you. So you get into a place whereby they want to hire you. You have the qualification, your talents are great, but you say, you know what? I'm not going to take that job because I'm too good for you guys. But what you're really saying is that chances are you will fire me in six months, in three years, so I'm not even going to commit. So what it does is steals your commitment. It steals your promotion. This is what rejection does to you. And I wanted to really think about it. The other place rejection comes from that many, many people suffer from it. And it's, just, it's not just women or, or young ladies or young, or young millennials, females, but it's almost everyone is low self-esteem think about it you can't possibly love me again because i'm unlovable you can't possibly be in a relationship with me because of my past you can't possibly want to be with me because you don't know the attitude that i have you can't possibly be with me because everyone tells me that i will amount to nothing i came to tell you that you are the apple of god's eye 
You matter to God. He created you in his image according to the book of Genesis. He said, I made you in my image. You are beautiful. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. The reason why people cannot handle you is because you're unique in your own ways and they cannot handle your greatness. Not because you're cocky, not because you're arrogant, but because you have discovered who you are and you refuse to trade who you are to people that don't value you. So they will always say things about you. I came to tell you that you stand tall with your squish with your shoulders squared up with humility and said i am who god says i am god says you're beautiful and that is the truth god says you are powerful and that is the truth god says you are intelligent and that is the truth god says he can do all things if you believe in him and that is true god says he can go back to school and get the grades and graduate god says that you can marry and enjoy your marriage god says you can take care of the children god says your finances are putting together god says you can do all things through christ who strengthens you so if you're dealing with low suffering i want you to get up and rise up and tell yourself that listen i am in the ashes i am in the pit but god is bringing me to the palace and he's going to exchange my ashes for beauty that is the word of god for somebody today and i hope you grab it and i hope you take it because that's where you are the third thing we do is that we build a wall we build a wall and and like i said earlier the wall is to keep people out but what you forget is that the same wall that is keeping people out is also keeping you for shining forth so you want to think about those walls rejection is a spirit rejection is a spirit what it does is that it causes anxiety so now when somebody wants to invite you, you begin to get anxious and then anxiety now begins to cause depression and then depression begins to cause all sorts of physical issues you want to deal with rejection today it is not your portion i went through i've shared with you this is just one area that i went to depression but there's multiple multiple ways that i've gone through it but thanks be to god when i discovered who i was in christ when i knew that i'm fearfully wonderfully made when i knew that god loves me no matter what it doesn't matter my accent where i'm coming from it didn't matter anything i began to love myself and whenever i smell rejection i tell rejection bring it on because there's no room for you in my life Rejection makes making decisions very difficult. Think about it. Rejection makes making decisions very difficult. How so? Because you see yourself as undeserving. You see yourself as unworthy. Even if you see yourself as worthy and deserving, you never go full force with your decision because there is that little voice telling in your head that you don't matter. You cannot do it. I wanted to challenge that voice. When that voice speaks, tell the voice, be quiet. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And it's not good enough to collect all information if you're not going to put it into practice. You have to put it into practice because what the enemy does is he wants you to just collect all the information. Now I know information about depression. I know the word. I know Jesus said he was hated. So I'll be hated. No. Now you go forward and you begin to apply it to your life. And that's how it works. Rejection tells you that you are unattractive. Uh, you need to be validated all the time. Now let me tell you something. There's over 7 billion people in the world. How are all of them going to validate you? You stop right there and validate yourself. Just pause and validate yourself. Tell yourself you're somebody. Tell yourself that you are worth it. Tell yourself that you're beautiful. Tell yourself that you can do all things. You carry what it takes to help somebody today. 
All right. How does rejection works? Rejection works with fear. You know, fear and rejection goes hand in hand. And then, of course, emotional um, pain comes in. It is painful when you're rejected. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that rejection is an easy thing to, to go through. It is very painful. It is, it is um, a pain that brings you to a place of loneliness, if I may say. It brings you to a place of isolation, a place of I'm going to figure it all out, a place of, wow, this is how life is, a place of questions more than answers, a place of a halt where you are just almost like stopped in your tracks and you have no idea how to move forward. That's what rejection does. But if only today you are willing to say, Lord, I don't want to carry this thing anymore. I don't want to deal with rejection anymore. I don't want to entertain rejection anymore. Then there is hope for you and there is room for you. I'm going to give you three things that you must do and believe God that this spirit of rejection will leave you once and for all. And you'll be able to serve God the way you want to serve him. And you'll be able to enjoy your relationships again. And you'll be able to be happy with yourself. The final one before I give you um, how to deal with rejection is sometimes you reject yourself. Yes, sometimes you tell yourself you've done all that you can. You were in a country all by yourself. You have no family. You have no support. You have no one. And you're like, I'm all by myself. Now what do I do? And you tell yourself, let me let myself go. It is not worth doing anything at this point. What is the point of trying when I keep failing? And you've rejected yourself. You've rejected the essence of your beauty. You've rejected all your talents and your giftings. And you look in the mirror and you tell yourself, who is this lady? And you've lost yourself. I've got news for you. In the scriptures, in the book of Isaiah, the Lord says he will give you beauty for your ashes. What are ashes? Ashes are dead things, the, the remnants of dead things, the afterthoughts. Ashes can do nothing with ashes. Ashes are just the gray, messy things. But the Lord is promising you today that out of the ashes, he's going to bring beauty. You're going to see the sparkle again. You smile again. You rise up again. So I speak into your life today as a pastor, and I stand not in my own authority, but in the name of Jesus, that rise up and let the Lord beautify you. The rise up and dream again. Rise up. There is hope for you. You are not lost. You are not a beggar. You are not a squatter. You are the apple of God's eye. And his grace is sufficient for you. What is grace? Unmerited favor. What you don't deserve, God gives you. That is your portion today. You are not rejected. You are called by God. Three things quickly on how to deal with rejection with exactly where you are. The first thing is you want to identify how and when you were rejected. Even if you don't remember, just have an idea. When did this start? Where did this start? How do I feel rejected? Was it from parents? Was it from colleagues, friends, myself? pastors, relationships, where did it come from? Find the source of that rejection. The second one is go to the scriptures and ask yourself, what does Jesus say about rejection? He said he was rejected, so you will be rejected. 
But then there is always a promise. He died on the cross. He took your rejection with him to the cross so that you don't bear it anymore. The second thing you do is you list all the areas of where you are rejected, whether financially, in your career, in your school, in your life, in relationships, in your marriage. Some people can be married and still be rejected. I do have a counseling um, service that I, 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 counseling service. It's called Evolve Well Counselors. And most people that I see are married people that tells me, Pastor Harriet, Dr. Harriet, I'm rejected in my marriage. My husband would rather be in the mall than speak to me. And it is a very sad, painful situation that most people find themselves in. Put it on paper, write it down, and begin to say, God, I am not rejected. You've crossed it out. I am not left alone. You've crossed it out. I belong to you. You've crossed it out. I'm the apple of God's eye. You've crossed it out. And you tell God, this is my portion. The final one is you begin to seek the favor of God. You say, God, let your favor come upon me. Let me be accepted in your eyes. See me the way, let me begin to see myself the way you see me. And I know as you begin to recognize this and begin to allow the Holy Scriptures to help you, things will come into alignment. I'm going to end this to let you know that you are now rejected. You are called. You are accepted. You are the apple of God's eye. I hope you are blessed. I hope that this three past years of rejection is beginning to stir up something in you that you are going to begin to deal with. I'm going to quickly pray with you and I'll end this podcast. Um, Lord Jesus, I thank you for whoever is listening today. I command that they are not reject, they are accepted in you. Your grace is sufficient for them. Your strength is made perfect in their lives. Any decision that they take in today, Lord, I pray that you are the center of it. Let your grace reach them wherever they are. Cause them to know that they are called by a God that thinks the world for them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, that's rejection part one. There's two more parts coming where we deal into delay and we deal into why God is silent. And you begin to see that you are part of the puzzle. And when it's all come together, God thinks the world of you. I hope you are blessed. There are so many resources on our website. Simply log into www.beyondmyduty.com and there is resources to help you on your journey. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just type in Beyond My Beauty. So many videos that will get your mind thinking on Christ, on your spiritual journey, on your faith journey. Find us on Instagram, um, Facebook, join our Facebook page. And I know that all the resources that we're bringing is to give you relevant information for you to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. I love you and see you soon. Mm-hmm.